You're listening to Just Hit Play with your hosts, Peter and Nick Cabral. If you're tired of your stagnant, streamed music feed, then strap yourselves in for an intergenerational sonic journey through Peter and Nick's favorite songs. Welcome to episode 33 of Just Hit Play. I'm your host, Peter. With me is, as always, is my co-host, Nick. Nick, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling all right. It's the new year, 2022. Um, I get, I always get pretty nostalgic and existential around this time of year. A lot of thinking, a lot of reflecting. So just been enjoying that. And I also, uh, actually today, the, the day that we're recording this, I have to participate in a test for my uh, grad school applications. Uh, it's called the Casper examination. So I'm doing that, uh, in a couple hours. So I've been studying and preparing for that over the last week. Cool. Uh, now, uh- your grad school, are you going to the same university or is it a different university? Uh, I'm applying to uh, a different place in Toronto. It's called the Missioner Institute. They basically, it's, I think they call it a private college, but for different types of healthcare jobs, um, like I want to be a respiratory therapist, things like that. Uh, if you want to be a radiation therapist or a, a lab tech for a hospital, um, do things like that. They give you the credentials to, to go and do that. So right. you apply uh, with some university and then, then you can get licensed to do all that good stuff. And how many uh, years do you have left at uni? The, I have one semester left uh, in my undergraduate Is that it? degree. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, you'll be, so you have a graduating bachelor's degree. Yeah. Graduating in April with a bachelor's degree. Nice. Nice. Yes. Yeah, well, that's, very that's awesome. That. Yeah. Is it, was it a two-year or four-year? Four years. Has it been four years? Jesus. <laughs> it really has, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, because in my head, I was thinking, wow, he's only been there for a couple of years. How, how's he graduating <laughs> with a bachelor? But apparently, I yeah. have no sense of time. Yeah. September 2018 was when I started. Wow. Okay. So, All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Pretty exciting uh, stuff. And, and in our Brisbane studios is our lovely engineer, Darren. Darren, how are you feeling this morning? I'm doing good. So let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Uh, last episode, we ran uh, a poll to see which song people preferred. Uh, the Paul McCartney version of Live and Let Die or the Guns N' Roses version of Live and Let Die. All three of us like the Paul McCartney version. And as per the poll, 67% of the listeners liked Paul McCartney. So uh, that is that is the correct answer. Yes, I agree. But it was closer as we were talking. It's, it was closer than I thought it would be. I'm not the biggest fan of that GNR song. I, I don't mind GNR, but I'm not the biggest fan of that particular song. But uh, yeah, some people really dig it. I guess it just depends on your tastes, right? If you like that heavier electric guitar type sound, probably be more inclined to prefer the Guns N' Roses. And I think too, some people really hate Paul McCartney um, really? and uh, some of his solo stuff. Yeah, like the Beatles stuff, people like, but some of his solo stuff and his goofiness, some people really hate Paul McCartney. I wasn't aware that there was an anti-Paul McCartney agenda out there. He has written some songs. Um, there is a Paul McCartney song called Uwe de Sole, which may be the worst song I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, it you It know, is you can't, bad. <laughs> it is you can't so hit bad. on them all. You, can't, you no. can't get them all right. It's. I guess it was a swing, but it was a miss. Uh, he was swinging for the fences and, and he missed badly. Yeah. Well, that's probably why I've never heard of it. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yep. So Paul McCartney was the correct answer. 
Uh, thank you very much for everyone who voted. Uh, we'll have another uh, who played it better later this month. Uh, I think I know who who it's going to be, but uh, you know, I, I changed my mind a lot too. So we'll see how it's going to go. Let's get into some music. We have a 17 minute song that we need to talk about. Yeah, uh, we sure it's do. called Indigata Devita by Iron Butterfly, released in 1968. I am so curious on what your 21 year old brain in 2022 thought of this 17 minute <laughs> opus that I really want to get into it. All right, Nick, I am so curious. I I know I'm pushing the boundaries. I did it with Ministry and I did it a little bit with Ween and the Violent Femmes. I want to know what you think of In Agata Davida. Well... Where do I where do I start with this song? There's a lot of room. There's a lot of room. It's to 17 start. minutes. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll start with this. Every time I listen to this song and and put it on, I could feel it just like like challenging. As you said, my my 21 year old 2022 brain. Like, I there's no doubt in my mind that each part of this song is fantastic. Right, like. I thought the guitar, whoever's doing the guitar, fantastic. The drums, like... Oh, it's, it's, it's the guitar sounds the so guitar amazing. The guitar is beautiful. The way it's mixed and uh, it comes through your headphones, <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. So, so cool. The the drummer was killing it. There is, I think there's a five or so minute long drum yes, solo. Yes, there is. <laughs> yes, there halfway, is. That's only halfway through the song. And so all... All those parts, I think, are really good. You can point to little two, three-minute sections of this 17-minute song and say, oh, yeah, that was really well done and, and really cool. Uh, having said that, I, I can't help but feel that the sum of this song is lesser than its parts to me. Mm-hmm. Like that, that aforementioned drum solo, I feel like they could have chopped that up to maybe two and a half minutes and put that in the middle of a five or six-minute song and be really really cool but that's not really what they were going for here no uh, i respect it i respect it a lot they're they're pushing the boundaries um, and i could definitely see how this could be very influential to uh, prog rock and just how that genre came about and sort of developed yeah it's uh, like it's not really the type of music i'll listen to but i i must say i gotta respect the artistry and, and how what talented these guys are well a couple things about the song um the album there's an album version and a single version the album version takes up the entire side two of the album the single version is only two minutes and 52 seconds long is it just the beginning like literally just the beginning? i i have no idea i don't think i've ever heard the single version so um so back in the day uh with radio let's talk about the 60s uh, right up until probably close to when streaming and 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 Napster and all that stuff started to come out. Napster? What's Napster? Oh, I'll tell you about Napster. Okay. And so what was happening on radio, during the day, you had a very quick, uh, let's get as many ads out as we can. So it was uh, songs generally weren't played that were 17 minutes long. 
So you would have heard you would have heard the single version of this of this song during the day. But at nighttime, when all the stoners were 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 up and and uh, let's not mince words, this is an L- LSD song. This Actually, is a song yeah. you you take when you're high on LSD. It is it's exactly it is ex- that is exactly what it is. At nighttime, they would play the entire version the 17 minutes and five seconds version of the song for two reasons. And I, and, the, and I, t- I, we talked about it off air last week. Stoners love this kind of music and the DJ could then go out for a smoke and just play the, just play the 17 minute song. And he had a 17 minute break between, between songs. So it, it gained quite a quick popularity at nighttime, especially because of- that's fantastic. Such a cool little quirk that isn't really relevant anymore, but no. that's, that's so cool. And it's just a set and forget, right? Like, you said it takes up the whole side of the record so yeah there's nothing just, to do as, yeah. as long as as long as it doesn't skip because remember they, they were playing they were playing lps they weren't playing like tapes or like yeah. early yeah. early on like later on they started playing more like tapes and things like that that were they weren't going to break as often but yeah you know final skips right so there could be a scratch on it maybe the dj previously didn't put it away or he scratched it so you would have no idea if you're out for a smoke and the audience is listening to a skipping song. Right, that would be tragic. <laughs> very, yeah. very. So, um, this song was supposed to be called In the Garden of Eden, uh, but the singer, Doug Ingle, was really, really drunk. He drank an entire bottle of uh, red wine, and that's what he could come up with, was In a Garden Ga- of Eden. That's cool. That's cool. I feel like yeah. I feel like there's been a lot of uh, talk, especially with the songs you've given me, of the artist getting really, really messed up, and and that then they come up with with the song or the product. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it's, a running uh, theme. Yeah, it's really crazy. Like we talked about it too, where where bands didn't really have a shoe line or uh, have a, a paint, you know coat of paint that you could buy from from the paint store. It's they were musicians. That's what they did. And you know the Rolling Stones released an album every year for like for like twelve years. Um, so this was their job. This is what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Pump out 17 minute songs. And doing like live, like doing tours and doing world tours at the same time. So um, I, I know there is, there is a version of this song that they've played live. That's 35 minutes long. God. Um, I, as, as an audience member, if I was really, really high, I guess I'd be into it. Uh, if I wasn't high, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's time to, it might, might be time to move on to the next song. I'm on the same page. As soon as you said 35-minute version, I thought, oh, yeah. God, no way could I stand that sober. You, yeah. <laughs> it's just impossible. Uh, I, I, I wanted to circle back to something. So Sure, go for it. I We're talking about vinyl and, and how this, this takes up the whole one side of a record. And I, I wish, I really, really wish that I could listen to this song like on a record player i think i would Mm -hmm. enjoy it far more if i could listen to it in that medium Uh, because my attention span isn't really that great uh so being able to like i think the first time i listened to it i was i was driving i had a half hour long drive (laughs) so i said well let me kill two-thirds of this by throwing on this this song yeah and i had it just up on you know the screen in the car and I was just seeing the time tick down so slowly. And I was like, oh, man, there's another like 12 minutes left. Yeah. I've listened to like so much already. And I feel like that's not really the, the best way of listening to this type of music at all. It, it's yeah. It's got to be something where you just you, you put the record on and you just leave it. And it becomes yeah. part 
part of you know the ambient noise in the room it's something that you kind of zone in and out of or you think oh here's the drum solo coming up let me pay attention for these five minutes then i have two minutes before another cool part comes up that's that's what i think the best way to listen to to this song and prog rock in general is absolutely um i i haven't listened to much prog rock so to speak but i do have uh in the court of the crimson king by king crimson i have that record on on vinyl and i love putting that on in exactly the way i just described like if if i'm studying or or doing something that that is going to take a while i'll put that record on well prog rock and disco specifically um are the reason why punk rock exists because it's so self-indulgent it takes itself so seriously that punk rock needed to happen to sort of spit in their face and you know get back to the roots of what rock and roll was supposed to be so that's the reason that punk rock existed in the 70s i can absolutely see that because another thought i had while listening to this song uh, it, it took me back to the episode where i showed you come to life by kanye west and i remember yep. your your main I, takeaway I extre- was that it was an extremely indulgent song yep. and i said in the same way or i was thinking in the same way that that come to life by kanye west exactly. is an indulgent song this song is also just extremely self-important uh, a little pretentious for sure and just indulgent it's it's the artist sitting you down and saying listen we just made a 17 minute long song and you're gonna listen to it <laughs> it's it's a different time too like i got my first cell phone when i was in my mid-30s i refused to buy uh any sort of device that i was contactable upon i did not want people to contact me anywhere i was so i didn't get a phone for a long long time where I could take the time and just be by myself and not have people message me, especially, you know, work has changed completely. Now, if you're, if you're work, you can be messaged anywhere at any time. Uh, it doesn't have to be a nine to five thing anymore. Uh, <clears throat> to the point, I think in Spain and Portugal, there are laws where your work cannot contact you after hours because it was just, it's just getting out of hand. Uh, so you had, I think you back in the day, like pre-digital day, you had the time to to listen to a song like this. You just weren't inundated with just data and stimulus twenty four, you know, twenty four seven. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely the case. I think that's a really good analysis, honestly, because, like I said, my attention span isn't great, and I think a large part of that is just the way I've grown up and the how the world is now and. It's just infinite content, always available to you, always being thrown at you. Like you, you check your phone, you've got notifications from half a dozen different apps, all telling you different things, telling you to look at this or check this out. And it's just always there, always available. And look at what I just saw the other day. TikTok is now the most accessed website in the world. It it passed Google. Wow. Wow. And you look at what TikTok is, it's uh, one to three minute long That's videos. Right. And it's it's like, I don't know if you have TikTok. I feel like you've never downloaded it. <laughs> but No, I haven't. But it's funny. My friend Terry, who, by the way, is sick with COVID. Uh, I just talked to him yesterday. He's got COVID. Terry, hope you feel better. Terry will send me little TikTok videos through uh, Facebook Messenger all the time. Uh, so he's he watches a lot of TikTok. Yeah, yeah so... It, on the app it's just an endless stream of of these little videos 
you swipe directly to the next. There's no loading or refreshing. It's just boom, 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 yeah. video after video. And that's that's where we're at right now with, with consuming sure. content. And yeah. it's great because you have such a wide variety and that that that's that's awesome right it's it's nice to have that variety of content available and so easy but it also means that a 17 minute long song is not really that palatable anymore no it completely isn't um it's it's not at all uh it's that's why i wanted you to to listen to the song because it's so different than the music that's out right now um that's uh, one of the reasons why i wanted you to listen to the song yeah, and I I appreciate this song for what it is, and I'm I'm glad I listened to it because I I've always been interested in this type of music in prog rock, uh, in the more niche like internet music circles. This is like this type of music is seen as the best. You don't get any better than than this music. So I've always been pretty interested in, in hearing what it's about. That's why I bought that King Crimson record on a whim one day. Mm. And uh, I think it's cool, but not something I can really just listen to often, right. simply because of how long the songs are, and, and the audience they were intended for is not not me, not not 20, 2022 Nick Cabral, definitely not. No. Well, the last thing I'll say about the song is is one of the best things I've ever I remember the song ever being involved with was a Simpsons episode. There's an episode called Bart Sells His Soul, which came out in 1995. In the episode, Bart tricks uh, Reverend Lovejoy's church into singing the song as an opening hymn. Uh, he, ch- he changed it to In the Garden of Eden by I, Ron, a Butterfly. Uh, and uh, and they and they played the entire, obviously in the, in the cartoon, they didn't do the entire song. So they just did clips of them singing the entire song. And then uh, Lovejoy at the end goes, this sounds like like rock and or roll. And the, <laughs> at the end of the song, the church organist, uh, the elderly woman just collapses after the 17 minute song. <laughs> so I, I love that version. I love that episode of The Simpsons. And that's it, that I always laugh every time this song gets played on. Every time I see that episode, it's, it's pretty funny. I'm really glad you brought that up because my dad, uh, he, he takes all of his like humor and, and jokes from, from TV shows that he likes. And right. yeah, he's, he's, I've heard him say, uh, let's rock and or roll like countless times in my life. Oh, really? And, okay, yeah, that's... Now I know where he got that from. Now I know. Yeah, that's a direct quote from uh, Reverend Lovejoy. Oh, look at uh, that. From this episode. Yeah, the, 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 the Iron Butterfly episode. Yeah, yeah that's pretty funny. I think I've said that too, so that that saddens me that I say the same thing as you guys. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Just why, as long as long as you're not dipping too heavy into the Seinfeld quotes, I think I think you're. you're yeah. Good well, I don't listen to I don't listen to the band Honeymoon Suite, so I win just because of that. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Darren, what did you think of uh, Iron Butterflies uh, in Agata Davida? Yeah, I liked it, but yeah, so long, but also know it from the Simpsons episode as well, which is yeah. sad. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is that is a pretty funny episode. Yeah, I, I wanted to challenge you a little bit on this one, Nick. I'm not, uh, you know, while I do love this song, I, I think it's an amazing song. It's it's. I think it's important to you to listen to what the 60s, because we're doing 60s month, by the way. I forgot to mention that uh, this whole month I'm going to get Nick to listen to 60s songs. I thought this was a really good introduction into what the late 60s, what kind of music was being played in the late 60s. Yeah, and I I really enjoyed being challenged. So thank you for that. Yeah, no worries. Uh, let's uh, get on to your song. Uh, tell us about uh, Tame Impala. 
Yeah. So to kick off uh, a, a new year of just hit play, I, I thought it'd be really fitting to play this song by Tame Impala. It's called Patience. Uh, they dropped it kind of out of the blue with no promotion or anything uh, after a four year long hiatus. Uh, so it was a really cool moment when this dropped. Uh, I can really clearly remember it. One of those cool memories. And the song talks a lot about time, uh, the changing of seasons of years. So I just thought it'd be really nice and fitting. Uh, so without further ado, Darren, please just hit play. So, patience, Tame Impala. What did you think? Yeah, I really, I really love this song. It's such a like a disco vibe. Like it, it's such a nice, constructed, well thought out song. I really, I really loved it. Yeah, this song to me is nostalgia, but make it disco. And yeah. that's why I love it. Like I said I, I, already in this episode, I get very nostalgic this time of year. Something about just seeing that new date on the calendar makes me think about the passing of time what's come before what's coming up ahead and this song perfectly exemplifies that in my mind so i'm glad you really liked it yeah i i like tame impala uh when i first moved to australia uh, obviously tame impala are from perth australia um i used to listen to a radio station called uh, triple j and i really liked listening to triple j i i, I moved to australia but in 2007 uh, it's almost 15 years it'll be uh, february this year it'll be 15 years that i've been in australia um and i really love triple j triple j played this really lovely underground uh non-hit kind of music it wasn't like top 40 uh they didn't play a lot of older music it was really just youth music i i enjoyed triple j up until probably five six years ago where they just started playing drivel and uh i can't listen to triple j anymore so uh i had not heard the song because the the first time i heard in tame impala was on triple j because i don't listen to triple j anymore i had never heard the song yeah it's it's funny you mentioned that tame impala like when when you probably first heard them when you were listening to that radio station they were definitely more of a rock sounding band like it was now i would call them psychedelic pop that's that's what this song is that's what their new music is but before they were making some pretty crazy psychedelic rock music that was really really cool but as is known to happen uh, as bands get more popular and they they want to get a bigger audience they start going in a more popular sound and and this is sort of what they turned into but i think that this is one of the best things they've done in a long, long time. This is I love this yeah. song so much. Yeah, it's um oh I can't remember the name of the guy who's Tame Impala. Kevin Parker. Yeah. Um I like the fact that he can do whatever he wants. Um and, and I've touched upon this before where it's so hard now for a band that it's playing more rock and roll style music to to make it because rock and roll music isn't the, the most popular music anymore. So when a band can be successful like Tame and Paul, it's it's nice that they can then just go and, and push the envelope in 
and just do whatever the hell they want because that's that's what art is supposed to be so i'm really happy that that he's changed the sound to whatever he wants it to be yeah and what i also really respect about kevin parker is he takes his time and yes he does <laughs> <laughs> like i said this the yeah. song uh, itself was written about the four-year gap in between their album currents which came out in 2015 and this song released in 2019 so for four years he was just taking his time refining his sound choosing the direction he wanted to take his music in and that's what get mainstream success kind of affords you is that luxury of time because you know you have a fan base where when you release new music they'll still be there they'll still be there ready for you whenever you're ready yeah isn't it funny how we were talking about like the rolling stones releasing an album a year and um Creedence Clearwater Revival released four amazing albums in one year. And now modern day artists take four years between recording an album. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah, it is crazy. And I, you would almost expect it to be the opposite because yeah. the Rolling Stones, they, they didn't have nearly as much competition as there is now for, for their listeners. Whereas now, if, if, you like, if you like indie rock music, there's thousands of bands that you can listen to so you think that people would have to drop more frequently to stay in people's minds uh in in this current time this generation but it's actually the opposite and i think a large part of that uh, tame impala's success when they can take breaks i think that has to do with with how big they are on the festival circuit like right yes all summer long they headline festivals all across the world every year yeah. <laughs> nonstop. So that's probably a big part. I think their music too would be perfect for festivals. It's that really groove heavy songs that they, they do, which is perfect. Absolutely perfect for the festival sound. Yeah. I've always said that Tame Impala, they've, they've come to Toronto a couple times on tour, but I've always said that I, I want my first time seeing them not to be in the hockey arena where the, the Leafs play. I want to see them at a festival somewhere, you know, yeah. in a field full of people outside that's where i want to that's where i want to experience their music live yeah no i think that'd be the perfect venue it's um yeah they got they have that that really happy at least this song too that's got that really happy just groove to it so yeah i really dug the song yeah it's it, it starts with those like really cool melodic keys and then once the drums and and the arpeggiated synth kick in it's just so yeah. groovy like kevin parker he has such an ear for melodies and harmonies. It's unbelievable. Uh, Perth is actually a really, really lovely city. So um, if if you ever do come to Australia, please go to Perth. It's uh, Don't go swimming because you'll get eaten by a shark probably because there's a lot of great white sharks off the coast of Perth. But it's a very, very lovely city to go to. Noted. Noted. Stay away from yes. the beaches in Perth. Oh, the beaches are perfect. Just don't go swimming. Okay. Got it. Got it. So yeah, you can hang out yeah. there, but watch out for the water. Yeah, Perth is really interesting because it's got some like where I live in Brisbane, we have you've been to some of the beaches around Brisbane. Like they're fantastic. Yeah. But there there are no beaches in Brisbane. Uh so you have to go outside of Brisbane. With Perth, they're they're world class, absolutely gorgeous beaches within the city center itself. Wow. Uh so that's the you know, Sydney has a little bit of that as well, like Bondi Beach in Sydney. Uh, and I think Melbourne, which is a little bit colder, but Melbourne's got some really nice beaches too. Brisbane don't. Brisbane, the beaches in Brisbane are terrible. You actually have to go to the Gold Coast, or the Sunshine Coast, where I took I took you to both places. Yes, to go swimming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so completely unrelated question to music, but we, just hearing about the beaches in Australia, I've I've wondered this. 
is Bondi Beach too mainstream now? Like, is it almost too big, too popular? Uh, it's it's it is. Uh, I've been to Bondi Beach. Did I ever tell you my Bondi Beach story? I don't know. Maybe. All right, Dar- Darren's going to kill us because he he asked us to try to get under thirty minutes. It's not going <laughs> to happen. Sorry, Darren. This episode. Um, so I went to Sydney to see United play against um, the A League All Stars. I think it was. And the next day, I went. I'd never been to Bondi, and I went to Bondi. Um, and there's a place in Bondi called Icebergs, which you probably have seen it. It's like a swimming pool next to the ocean and waves come over and they go into the swimming pool. It's a really iconic sort of place. Look up icebergs in, in, in Bondi beach. And I went there and I had a cup of coffee cause I, I, I took some pictures cause that's what I do. And I'm in my United shirt. And as I'm sitting there, I overhear these two guys talking, they were sort of standing next to me and how United were about to show up at, at icebreakers for like you know a photo session and to get like lunch and stuff like that and i started laughing because i thought they were winding me up because i had read that they got on their plane and they were the next game was in china and that they were on a plane to china after the game so i finished my coffee and i left and i walked along bondi uh to from the from the one end to the to the to the north side and then got on a bus and got back to the to the hotel and as i'm on the bus getting back to the hotel i open up my phone and United had done a training session on Bondi Beach while oh. I was there <laughs> and had gone to icebergs for, for lunch while I was there. I thought these two guys were winding me up, so I left. Uh, no, the entire United team sat exactly where I was for lunch, um, and I just got up and left because I didn't, I didn't believe old men, apparently. I would be sick to my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. I would be so nauseous. <laughs> You'd have you have no idea. I, oh my god! Yeah, they did a they did a training session on the beach of Bondi. That, that's a, uh, that's that's tragic that you missed that. And yeah, and I just w- left from one end of Bondi to the north side and um, didn't even uh, twig that uh, that United were were going to be there in a second. Yeah. Wow. So I guess Bondi Beach is associated with a, a pretty painful memory for you now. Yeah, it's a lovely it's a lovely area. Uh, there's a TV show called here called, I think it's called rescue Bondi where it's just follows um, lifesavers as they pull people out of the, the surf, it, the surf around Bondi is pretty rough. There's a lot of like really bad currents and riptides. So it's not the best place to go swimming, but if you swim around the shore and as they say in Australia, swim between the flags, you're fine. Um, there's a, there's a lot of rescues on the show. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So yes. circling yeah. back to, to Circle. the music, yeah, I'm circling. So uh, as as we mentioned, Kevin Parker, obviously Australian. So I would assume their music is pretty massive in in Australia. Yeah, yeah. top forty stuff, like you know, playing on the radio yeah. all the time. Yeah, they get nominated for all the awards, all the all the music awards when they put out records. That is, yeah. Huh. Sometimes it, it's in between a few years. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, yeah, and then. Last question I have for you. So Tame Impala, their their music gets a ton of Beatles comparisons uh, sure, for the psychedelic yeah. qualities, like the effects on the vocals, their production techniques. Do you think that's a fair comparison and why? Uh, I think he sounds like John Lennon, uh, the singer. I, th- I think he his vo- vocal style is very similar to John Lennon Beatles. John Lennon, maybe not his solo stuff, but uh, the stuff that he was putting out with the Beatles, and uh, yeah, it's just dripping with atmosphere. So uh, I, I totally see that comparison. Yeah, yeah, I I also definitely agree. Some people use it as as a knock on Tame Impala to say, oh, they're just 
ripping off the Beatles, but I think that's a, a very shallow take to have. Like, it, yeah, but the, you the could Beatles say ripped off but... <laughs> the Beatles. The Beatles ripped off, you know, rhythm and blues. You know, their early stuff was all just rhythm and blues that they ripped off from Americans. So it, it's it, it's an interpretation. Like fifties rock and roll went to Europe, and then the English movement came out with like the Beatles, the who and the Rolling Stones. And then it went back to America and then in Canada, and then all these bands interpreted what they had heard. And then they send it back to England. And it's, it, that's what music is. It's an interpretation of, of, of your, of your inputs. Right. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. I don't see it as a knock on, on Tame Impala that, that their music can sound Beatles esque at times. I just think it's a, a really cool modern interpretation of, of the Beatles and, very inspired influenced by by their music but with such a cool spin put on it that is only possible because of like modern production being able to use yeah. you know like audio interfaces with whatever instrument you want at a moment's notice and you put any effect on like imagine if imagine if the beatles had, had that right. kind of technology it'd be crazy yeah but no you're anyway. absolutely right no i yeah, no, good. I I love their sound, so I I wouldn't worry about that so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, Tame Paula, good stuff. Yeah, should we ask Darren what what he thought? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Thanks, Darren. Yes, thank okay. you, Darren. So now we're going to go into the number one songs from 1973 and the year 2000 in a segment. Hold on, that we like to call this week in music history. All right, so the number one song in 1973 was You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Darren, go for it. A song reportedly written about Warren Beatty. And the number one song in the year 2000 is... Uh, Smooth by Santana. Darren. I hate that song so much. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just, think you win. Uh, it's, it's, you know, Santana is this weird artist. He, Santana was the first performer at Woodstock. Right? Really? Yeah, so he was the first person to play at Woodstock, and he had this sort of underground career and like you know really Latin inspired music. And then I don't know what happened, but in the year two thousand in nineteen ninety nine, it was he released this record, and it just it was just everywhere. It was it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. It oh. it just was it was played at on every radio station, well except for the one I listened to. Um, <laughs> But it was it, it was just you couldn't get away from it. it. You just wanted to pull a bullet in your head every time the song came up. Wow. That sounds very painful. Uh, yeah. I don't blame yeah. you for hating it. Some songs yeah. just should not be that as popular as they are. No, I hate that. I hate that Santana album so much. Yeah. Oh, God. Darren, which one did you like better? You're so vain, of course. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. All right. Uh, what song are you going to get me to listen to next week? So next week, I'm going to ask you to listen to... Obstacle One by Interpol. Nice indie rock band from uh, 2002. So cool. get a little bit cool. closer to, to your era of music, but you haven't heard it. Yeah. So 
It's good. No, no. Looking forward to it. And you're going to listen to Riders in the Storm by the Doors. So we're continuing our 1960s month uh, with the with the Doors song. Now, this is my favorite Doors song. Possibly one of the greatest songs ever recorded. But I'll let you uh, decide on that uh, <laughs> if you like it or not. Okay. Okay. I will let you know. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, I love that song. And our independent artist this week is uh, by a band called Selfish Sons. I can't say that. I couldn't say that name very quickly. I had to really slow it down. <laughs> uh, they're a three-piece alternative rock band from Brisbane, Australia, making music, rock music with pop sensibility. Uh, there's, so there's two brothers in the band, Jordy and Finn, and their friend, Jaunty. Uh, now, I was supposed to photograph a show on the 16th of this month, uh, but it's been canceled as, you know, the Omicron variant rips through uh, Australia. Um, they decided to postpone the show just because, you know, they weren't sure if they could have it and, you know, with mass gatherings and stuff like that. So the show has been postponed. So hopefully I'll be able to photograph that a little bit later on. And Selfish Sons were one of the bands that were going to perform the benefit concert. So I was I was really looking forward to seeing these guys live. So I'll have to hopefully see them a little bit later on. Yeah, hopefully get the chance. Uh, yeah. Uh, Darren, thank you very much. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. And uh, Nick, I hope you're good for the rest of your week. And good luck on your exam thank today. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to listen to Selfish Sons. Darren, just hit play and we'll talk to you guys next week.
You've been listening to Just Hit Play. To contact your hosts, Peter and Nick, or to be featured on an episode as musical talent, email justhitplay7300 at gmail.com. Keep up to date with news and announcements by following on Instagram and Facebook, linked in the show notes. Subscribe on your favourite podcatcher to tune in next week for more Sonic Delights. And if you can't wait till then, check out the Just Hit playlist on Spotify, linked in the show notes. A special thanks to Braden Munch for the theme song, and thank you for listening.